I just had an experience at the dentist office. I'm telling you, this is going to stick with me for a long time. So what is the experience that you are providing for your patients? Welcome to The Clinical Entrepreneur, a business podcast that's dedicated to healthcare practitioners just like you who are hustling every day to build a business and a life you're proud of. Join me, Rhonda Nelson, as I share my own experiences and extract actionable advice from industry experts about what it takes to build and scale a profitable wellness practice. Well, hey there, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, I'm doing a little bit of an impromptu podcast, again, from my kitchen, because we are in the middle of a remodel that's probably going to go on for, I don't know, maybe another three months or so. So here we are. My office is full of blankets and exercise equipment and pillows and things from the closet. And oh my gosh. Anyway, so here we are in the kitchen. But have a microphone, have a table, have a chair, and a computer will travel. So here I am, and today I am going to talk to you about something completely unplanned. I have all my notes written out for what I was going to talk about, and I'll do that in another podcast. I was actually going to talk about a clinical topic that I thought you might enjoy about why ordering a full iron panel is so important instead of just losing a CBC. I'm going to do that in a week or two. But I had an experience this week that I wanted to share with you. And I shared this with my team yesterday in our weekly meeting. And I thought that this was relevant enough that I wanted to loop you in on my experience. So to give you a little bit of context, I am back now, thankfully, back in Las Vegas, living in my real home, like my land home. And for many of my listeners, you all know that I have been living in Seattle on a boat for the last almost about two years as I was transitioning a business and trying to hire an employee and uh, that's been taken care of. And so now I'm able to be back in my land home in Las Vegas and I can be here most of the time. I only have to go to Seattle about one week a month. So I'm thrilled to be here. And so when I was in Seattle, I didn't want to reestablish like care for, you know, all the things. So I would travel to California to see, you know, certain doctors and my eye person and all the things. And then I bet my dentist was in Las Vegas and I'd had an established record with this dentist, but I didn't go to the dentist. I didn't want to go back to the one that I had. And here's why. So I promise you, this is going to make sense when I'm done. So I didn't want to go to that back to that dentist. I felt sold to, they wanted to get all my money up front. They wouldn't let me say no to things. It was very high pressure. And it was a biologic dentist here in Las Vegas, which is important to me. It's probably important to you too. And so I really wanted someone that was going to take good care of my teeth and make sure that they were giving me the best recommendations. But it started feeling really slimy and real high pressure, high pressure. And I went, and I'm out, I'm not doing it. So I decided to not go there and then COVID happened. So the last time I was at the dentist was in 2019. Now I am a faithful dental patient, faithful. Every six months I get my teeth cleaned. I've got the checkups I do all the things. I don't say yes to the x-rays very often because I have good teeth. I take really good care of my teeth. And so I thought, you know, a year will be fine. I'll get back down here to Las Vegas and I'll find another dentist. Well, in the meantime, my husband went to a new dentist and he really liked him. And he didn't say why he liked him. He just said, I really liked him. I was like, okay, good enough. I said, my number one question is, 
do they use mercury? And he said, no, they don't like that. I said, okay, then they're my friend. So I decided to make an appointment. Well, I made an appointment and then I had to leave town. I had to go to Seattle or I couldn't be back here. And there was a stretch of time where I literally was in Seattle for a little over a year and I never was back in my land house here in Las Vegas. I was on the boat the whole time. So here we are, time goes by and here we are in 2023 and it's been almost four years since I've been to the dentist. Well, I finally make an appointment to go to the dentist and I go to the new dentist here in Las Vegas. And so I don't really know what to expect, except I call, make the appointment. We're all ready to go. I get a reminder text about a week before that says, hey, we're so excited to have you. Just a quick reminder, please confirm why for yes and for no to let us know that you'll be here. And I thought, well, that's kind of nice. You know, I appreciate that. So of course I dutifully texted why and sent it off. So I knew they knew I was coming. And then the day before, I get another very nice text message. They didn't blow me up or anything, but it's got a really nice text message. And it just says, hey, you know, here you go. Just a reminder, your appointment's tomorrow at such and such time. It's a great. So they give me the address. I know right where I'm going. So I pull up and walk in and it's a fairly small waiting area, so to speak. It's, you know, pretty small. And I walk in and they greet me very kindly and they said, hey, you know, please have a seat. We'll come get you in just a few minutes when your room is ready. And we'll let you fill out the paperwork in the comfort of your room. And I thought that was very unique because most people just have you fill out the paper, sitting in the lobby, filling it out, or it's all digital and they send it to you ahead of time. You have to fill it all out ahead of time. And I thought, okay, this is new and novel. It's fine. I don't mind. But they made it sound like it was a big deal. Like we're going to let you fill it out in the comfort of your room. So in my mind, I'm thinking, what is this room all about? Like, what is this happening? So I wait, it's, I don't know, three, four minutes and she gets me and she's so excited. She calls me and she says, oh, I've been looking forward to meeting you. And I'm thinking, you don't even know me. How do you know that I'm not a crazy person? I could be a mean person for all you know. And she says, I'm really looking forward to meeting you. And she said, I just want to give you a little tour, kind of let you know about our office. There's myself and this other person. We're at the front desk and we're here to help you with anything that you need. Here's where the restrooms are. We've got a little area right here where there's some cookies and there's some hot tea and water. You're welcome to help yourself at any time. And then we walked a little further and she said, this is the room where we take full 360 degree panoramic view of your mouth. We're going to look at your jaw, like the gums, the things that we can't see in an x-ray. And so this is where that happens. And then here's our sterilization room, because we want you to know that we really do take your safety very seriously. Everything that we do, everything that you touch, everything that our hygienist or the dentist touches or is in your mouth is completely sterilized. And so she showed me all that. And then she said, and here's your room. Oh, wait, there was one more thing. And as we're walking down the hall, she said, here is our wall of smiles. And in my mind, I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is your advertising wall. What if? I'm sorry, but I'm just being to truth. It's, I was thinking, okay, here we go. She said, as a patient in the practice, she said, you have the ability, if you know someone that can't afford dental work, because we know that it can be expensive for some people and not everyone has insurance. She said, if you know someone that needs dental work, but just can't afford to have it done, we would love it if you just send us their name and their information and we provide dental care for people. We evaluate their needs, et cetera, to make sure that we're a good fit, but we provide free dental care 
for a certain number of people every month. And if you have someone, we would love for you to just nominate them. I thought, oh, well, gosh, that was really nice. Like how great. Now my attitude about the picture wall has completely changed. These are all people who didn't have dental, you know, insurance or ability to have dental work done and they did it for free. Now I'm feeling quite indebted to these people. They're treating me very nice. And now I get to my suite, you know, my room. Now, first, let me just hit the pause button here for a second. When was the last time you were treated like that at a dentist? I'm not expecting anything except go in, open your mouth, and we're going to look in there. This is like already I'm having a great time. So I get him a chair. And within, I mean, within 30 seconds, a little young little whippersnapper girl walks in. She sits down in a stool over in the corner and she starts looking at me. And she says to me, she goes, oh, she said, hey, I'm so-and-so. And I just want to let you know that I'm your hygienist and I'm going to take really good care of you. But I just, I love to get to know you a little bit. Tell me about yourself. And in my mind, I'm thinking, this is my marketing brain. I'm thinking, oh yeah, here she goes. She's going to find all this information. She's going to make the notes. And then she knows what to talk to me about. But I couldn't really fault her about that because it's good. So she asked me and I told her what I did and that I work with business owners and you know practitioners. I help them build very solid, stable, thriving practices. And I said, I have a podcast and I see patients and I have another clinic in Seattle and I have four kids and I have 12.5 grandkids and I'm married and like, I like my life. So I, you know, all the things. Right. And she's just like, wow, that's so great. She said, I'm just so happy you're here. And she asked me a few, you know, questions back and forth. And so we were done with our little interchange and she said, okay, great. She goes, I'm going to go grab your paperwork. No paperwork yet. She said, I'm going to grab your paperwork and bring it back in. So she brings the paperwork in. And it's in a, looked like leather, but it was probably like a vinyl leather, but it was literally in like, not just a clipboard. This is not the experience that they were creating. It was in a, like a leather, like something you would open up where it had a left side and a right side. The left side's completely empty, nothing there. The right side just had the papers. There was a little clip at the top. So instead of a clipboard, they just up-leveled it. And so the papers were there. There was probably five pieces of paper. And I noticed that every single piece of paper, every single one had their logo at the top and it took up the top, probably 20% of the paper. So there's no way I was going to miss their logo. It wasn't down in the footer. And this again, I mean, I can't help myself. This is my marketing brain. But I noticed the branding was very prominent and there was no typos on the form. Hate that when that happens. So there were no typos on the form. It was very clear. It was easy. I didn't have to go into my long dental history, all the things, vaginal birth, all. I know they didn't have any of that. They just want super easy. And then, of course, they wanted all the information, the payment information, insurance, all that. And so the paperwork, I mean, maybe took me three minutes, four minutes. It didn't take me very long at all. And I set it back down and I'm in my little comfy chair And I mean, within seconds after I sat it down, probably 15 seconds, she just like a little fairy, she just comes right back in the room and she said, oh, I see you finished your paperwork. She said, do you have any questions? And I said, no, that was actually really easy. She said, yeah, we make it that way intentionally because we know people are so tired of filling out papers. Said, you are not wrong about that. So she grabs my paperwork. She says, I'll be right back. I'm going to take this up front so they can get you all set up up there while I'm doing your cleaning. I'll be right back. So off she goes up to the front. Sure enough, she comes right back. She sits down. She tells me what she's going to do. 
I tell her that I love when you scrape. I love the little picky thing that they scrape on your teeth. I love the sound. I love that. I know some people hate it. I'm a weirdo. So she starts in, you know, she stops and I would say something or she would say something. And we had a great time. It was like maybe what, 30 minutes or 40 minutes or however long it took. She said, your teeth are in great shape. I would never have guessed that you have been almost four years since you've been to the dentist and nothing wrong. All good. I had them let them take x-rays because I hadn't taken them in so long and there was nothing there. And so she said, let me go get the doctor. I know he's going to want to meet you. I know he's going to be super excited to meet you and I'll going to go grab him and I'll be right back. And then in my mind, because of my past experience, I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be, I'm going to wait 10 minutes because he's over, got his hands in somebody else's mouth over there. No way, man. He was right in. He sat down, same spot, same chair, same corner as she did initially to ask me all the questions. He sat there. I expected him to ask me those same questions like, oh, tell me about yourself. No, no, he did not do that. He introduced himself to me. He shook my hand, which I always appreciate, but he shook my hand. And then he looked at her and he said, so this is Rhonda. He said, tell me about Rhonda. What do you know? And he let her tell him about me. So she is bragging about me. Now, I use that word loosely, not because I cared, but what was so interesting to me was every person wants to feel important. You can tell where I'm going with this, and I'm not done with my story, let me tell you. But every person wants to feel important. And the patients that come in your office, they just want to know that they're important. Now, I'm observing this happening because I think like this. And I'm always thinking like this marketing, and I know what they're doing. And so I'm kind of reverse engineering this process. I'm watching it happen in front of me, but I'm very impressed with the way it's happening. But think about it for a patient that doesn't have a clue, right? They don't know what's going on. How would the patient feel sitting in the chair to hear the hygienist speaking so kindly about them and saying all the nice things about them to the doctor? It's like I get to be in the room, me or another patient, and they're talking about me. And patients just want to know that they're the most important. And so they did that. So she tells him all the exact same things that I told her. So she was listening well. She remembered well. She may have gone and written them down and then refreshed her memory. Maybe. I don't know. But she didn't get one thing wrong. All the things I told her. I'm none number of kids, number of grandkids, even the 12.5 part. Like, and she nailed it. And he said, wow. He said, it's such a pleasure to work with nice people. And I said, well, I'll take that as a compliment. And he said, it's really a pleasure to work with nice people. And then that made me kind of sad. I thought, oh, there's mean people. But anyway, so then he gets in my mouth and looks around. He goes, your teeth are perfect. There's nothing wrong, et cetera. And he said, listen, we're so excited to have you. Thanks for choosing us. He said, when I was growing up, my grandfather was my dentist. If I could have melted into the chair at this point, I would have. And here's what he said. He said, my grandfather was my dentist. And when I was deciding what I wanted to do, whether I want to go to medical school or whether I want to go into dental, he, of course, is going to recommend that I go into dentistry. But he said, I only have one piece of advice for you. And he said, when you see a patient sitting in your chair, you have two ways to look at them. You can look at them as a person who needs to be served or a person who's going to give you profit. And you always want to look at the person as someone that you can serve because the money always follows. When you take care of people, you never have to worry about the money. 
And he said, you're going to pay us for what we do here, of course. He said, but I want you to know that you are the most important person, that we are here to serve you. And I had an experience as a child where my family went to a dentist that ended up going to jail later on because every time we came in, we had six cavities. All the kids in my family. My dad had a dental bill that was through the roof all the time. And the guy was, it was basically, you know, fraud. So he was filling all these people's mouths with cavities that he didn't need to fill because he just needed the money. And so it was such a direct dichotomy. That's why I have all the, you know, now uh, white porcelain fillings, but that's why I had a mouthful of amalgams for so many years. And so it was such a stark contrast. So I'm done now. She takes my little bib off and she said, listen, let me walk you up to the front. She walks me up to the front. She introduces me to the other lady, gives with her the paperwork, all that. I get ready to pay and I don't have insurance, dental insurance. I just pay out of pocket. And she said, now I don't see any insurance information for you. And I said, no, it's fine. I have a health savings account. I'm happy to pay you. And she said, well, listen, we have a program for people who don't have insurance and it's going to save you money. I said, oh, well, tell me about that. So now I know they got a membership. I know they do an annual membership. I already know it. Sure enough, they have like a little trifold brochure and it just says, we understand that not everybody has dental insurance and we want to make it affordable for you. So for one fee, $199, $199 paid right then, I paid for my x-rays, my cleaning and the dental checkup. And I get another cleaning and another dental checkup in six months. No, that's it. $199 for the whole year. I'm like, well, I'll do that every day of the week. And then I said, is my husband on this? And she said, well, I don't know. Let me check. She said, Rick, which is his name. I never told her that. So she saw it in the computer and she said, no, he's not. I said, let's add him. So I got both of us on the same plan and it was 347, I think, instead of, you know, what, 398. So I saved 50 more bucks. Oh, I was so happy to pay them. Are you kidding me? Take my money. Here you go. And do you want more? Like, here you go. I just had an experience at the dentist office. Like I'm telling you, this is going to stick with me for a long time. So what is the experience that you are providing for your patients? What is their experience? The dental office, their focus wasn't on the thing. I went there to have someone stick their hands in my mouth, clean my teeth. But that wasn't what they focused on. What did they focus on? They focused on the experience. They focused on what happened when I walked in the door the introduction and the tour of the facility, the way they made me feel in the chair, the way that the binder of paperwork made me feel, the way that the hygienist asked me questions, how that made me feel, the way that she reiterated it all to the doctor and how that made me feel. And then feeling very taken care of when I get back up to the front to pay my bill, which is the most unpleasant part of the whole thing. And I'm happy to pay them. Because it wasn't about the dentistry, it was about the experience. Now, same day, my husband has to go in for a small procedure. So I've been looking for uh, places for him to go do this procedure. And so I've been looking for places for him to go have this done. And it's a little bit more of an expensive procedure. And again, it's out of pocket. So I'm looking for, you know, it's going to cost some money. So I'm not looking for the cheapest, but I want someone who's going to take care of the problem. I probably called 20 places in one day. Yes, is yesterday. 20 places asking them, do you do this particular thing? And they were rude, chewing gum. I don't know. No, never heard. Don't know. Blah, blah, blah. Rude. And I just thought, okay, I'm out. Like, no, because I just had this good experience and now I'm looking for the same thing. So finally, 
I find two people out of 20 that can do this particular procedure and have experience in it. And they treated me good. Everybody else wanted me to come in for an appointment or me to schedule it. And I just said, no, thank you. I kept looking. But what I found were people that when they connected with me on the phone, they said, I get it. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. We've done that. How can we make this? Let's see about how we do this. And I was happy to pay them. They both required deposits for the appointment, which I would have had to pay for the appointment anyway. No problem. But the dichotomy was huge in the way that I was treated at the dental office versus just the initial experience at these other offices was less than stellar. Now, he hasn't gone in for the appointment yet, but when he does, I want to see what happens. How did they make him feel? Because at the end of the day, it's about how you make them feel. It's not about the thing that you do. And I really want you to hear me on this. What you do, the service you provide, as a naturopath or a chiropractor or a dentist or an MD or a nurse or a health coach, whatever your role is, the service you provide, yes, it's what they're coming to you for. But when you can figure out a way and hack your process, your internal office, and almost systematize it, you need a system, but you systematize this whole step-by-step process so that every single person along the journey knows exactly what their role is from telling me when I'm sitting in the waiting room that you'll be filling out your paperwork when you come back, when you're more comfortable. You know that scripted, friend. That's a hundred. They planned that. And then the next plan is the tour of the office and what to say at each point. And then the next plan is what happens then in the room. And then all of that is very scripted. It's like a movie rolling out with every new patient. So what's your movie? How are you making people feel? What things can you emphasize that have nothing to do with them putting my hands in my mouth or sitting down and talking to you about their constipation or whatever it is? What are the other non-essential things that you can focus on that create an experience for them that they will remember. Look, I had something totally different planned for this podcast. And because this experience was so remarkable, I stopped what I'm doing, what I was going to do, and I recorded this one for you instead. Now, if I find out anybody needs a dentist down here, without hesitation, I will refer to them. And I'm really happy that they don't use mercury. That's an added bonus. But they didn't have any alternative stuff. They didn't have any tooth powder. They didn't have all of that stuff. Now, I don't care about that. That's what I was judging the other dentist's office by, was all the accessory things that they had. But the way they made me feel was that the money was more important. And I'm not going back. And they may be the best biological dentist in the Valley, in the Las Vegas Valley. No, not doing it. Don't care. I'll go over here every time. When I'm going to have an experience that makes me feel something. So my challenge to you is this week, think about one thing in your practice that you can increase or turn up the volume or do something different. This one thing, you don't have to revamp the whole thing. Just choose one thing that you can do that makes every single person, whether they're new or existing, feel special and have a feeling, a positive feeling that they associate with your business. I want it to have nothing to do with the actual service you provide. Nothing to do with that. That's the rules of the game here. 
And when you do, you're going to pick the one thing. And it might be like having little cups of nuts with some tea sitting out or like homemade lemonade with honey. You may want to just serve that for your patients and have that available. You pick, I don't care, you pick whatever floats your boat. If you're virtual, you can still do this. If you have a virtual market, you can still do the same thing. It's just in communication. Maybe it's a small gift that you want to send them when they sign up for you. Maybe it's a gift card. Maybe it's a, you know, you have to check the laws on that. But maybe it's a gift certificate to a local gluten-free bakery. And you just say, hey, I just want us to get off on a right foot and give you this. I don't know. I'm just making it up. But you choose what you want to do. And that way, you want to create a feeling not just a, hey, welcome. All right, let's talk about your constipation. No, no. I want you to think about how you can make them feel. Because when you make them feel something, feel and have a positive emotion, they're going to stay with you much, much longer, be much more faithful. You bet. I already made my six-month appointment, February. I'm done. I'm down. I'm not going anywhere. Long as I'm here, I'm going to see them as long as they keep doing the same thing. So that's what I got for you this week, my friends. I hope this is super, super helpful. I would love to know, just out of curiosity, what is the one thing that you are going to change in your practice? I want you to send me a message on Facebook or a DM on Instagram. Both places you can find me at Dr. Rhonda Nelson, D-R, Rhonda, R-O-N-D-A, Nelson. Find me, tell me what the one thing is you're going to change because I really am curious to know. And If I get enough of you that respond back, which I am expecting, maybe I'll just take all those answers and I will put them into a resource and I'll give it to you. So then you can listen in to all the other ideas that everybody else has provided. So shoot me a message, my friend. Let me know what is the one thing or more that you're going to change in your practice to help your patients feel something and feel like they belong, like they're valued and that they're loved. That's it for this week. Take care. I'll be back on the Clinical Entrepreneur Podcast with more tips next week. Have a great one. 